Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Sunday Talk with me, Alexander Mars. Today, we're going to be talking about life after COVID and, of course, my thoughts on the latest episode of Superman and Lois. So, stay tuned. Hello, my friends, and welcome to this segment, Life After COVID, and my thoughts about everything that's going on in this crazy world that that we live in. Well, the first thing I want to talk about is this coming week, I am going to get my first jab of my vaccination. I had to postpone it because of my getting my tooth pulled and back in May and I just felt it was best with everything going on that I just just wait about a month and actually I'm glad I did wait I feel like now my body can handle it and so I I feel more comfortable now of of getting the vaccination starting the process as I mentioned in an earlier podcast I can't remember which one it was I originally was not going to get vaccinated. Um, Didn't know a lot about it. Had a lot of concerns. I did some research. I listened to Z-Dog about it. Dr. Z-Dog, you can catch him on Facebook and YouTube channel, on YouTube as well. He's done some really great uh, videos, podcasts, talking about the vaccine, how they work, uh, counting the myths that we all hear from people who are totally against it really some great information about what's how these vaccinations work and it really helped me to seal the deal on about getting vaccinated so one of the the reason why i changed my mind was all my doctors every single doctor i went to were encouraged me to get vaccinated that included my primary doctor that included my rheumatologist and that that also included my lung doctor, and I cannot pronounce the name that you call a lung doctor. I mean, my lung doctor really, really encouraged me to get it. So after listening to their advice and got thinking, I also found out some more information about my spine. My spine was bothering me. Um, I've got concerns about my neck. My jaw doesn't open up very wide, which is one of the reasons why I think I have problems not pronouncing words right. You know, um, I had my original, the first lung doctor I seen was concerned about me being uh, intubated for whatever reason if I had to be put on, you know, a ventilator. I have my concerns too about that. With everything I've learned in, in the past two months, I decided that it would be best for me to get vaccinated. I don't need to catch COVID. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not afraid it would kill me. It it may or may not. I'm a fighter. I just don't want to go through the process of fighting, dealing with COVID and being that sick, what I have seen in videos that people have shared. I don't think my body could handle it. Um, I have been sick. And when I have just being sick, I do cough a lot heavily. 
because I do have asthma and when I get sick, I do wheeze. And I mean, just on that, I'm just thinking if I had to deal with COVID, it would be 10 times harder than what I'm used to fighting with. And so this that's the reason why I'm getting vaccinated. It's because the information I found about my spine, my neck, my jaw, I think it's just wise just to go ahead and for me to get vaccinated. This is not because I'm trying to protect others. I'm trying to protect myself from COVID. And even, um, you know, you know, there's a lot of people saying, well, some of the medical professionals are telling me that you can still catch COVID after being vaccinated. Yes, you can still catch COVID after you're vaccinated. But the purpose of being vaccinated, if you catch COVID, it's supposed to be a very mild case, not not to the point that you need to be hospitalized for days on end. Well, I mean, not poor, but it's supposed to help you get over it and not require hospital care. I mean, I, I've known that. I mean, let me put it this way. When I was in the fifth grade, I came down with the chicken pox. I had a nasty case of the chicken pox. Now, when I was a younger child, I was vaccinated against the chicken pox. Now, if I hadn't been, as a younger child, vaccinated against the chicken pox, I probably would end up being hospitalized because of the chicken pox, because it was really bad. It was, it was really bad. But after the initial few days, my body kicked in and started fighting it. And it was because I was, you know, I had, I have rheumatoid arthritis as a kid. Back then we didn't, you know, back then they didn't know that all this stuff. But looking back on it and, and discussing it with my mother, she and I kind of agreed if it wasn't for me being vaccinated, most likely I would have been put in the hospital or required doctor care because it made me really sick. So you know, the reason I bring this up is you can still catch things after you're vaccinated. It's just another, another fear tactic that people who are against the vaccine try to use for people who want to get vaccinated or need to get vaccinated. My personal opinion on vaccines, I think it should be up to the individual to get vac vaccinated or not. That should be discussed between them and their, between that person and their, their doctor. And then they need to decide what is best for them under their circumstances. Like I said, I'm getting vaccinated to protect myself because I know what could happen to me and I'm willing to take the risk. I mean, I understand that the FDA has allowed emergency use for the vaccines. They're not fully approved yet. From what I, from what I understand from my research, they have been working on these vaccines, the, the type of vaccine, like especially the Moderna for years. And we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna see what happens. I just, like I said, when it comes to vaccines, it's up to the person, whether, whether you're for it or against it. That's totally your opinion and it's, it's your body. You know what's best for it. I don't. And like, you don't know my body and I will make the decisions what are best for me. And if you're on the fence, do your research. Don't let people on both sides 
persuade you. You need to do what's best for you. That's that's my opinion about vaccinations. And the reason why I'm getting vaccinated. Like I, like I mentioned earlier, we're entering life after COVID. We're starting to go that way. You know what, my friends? Life is not going to be the same. I don't care how much people want to tell you it is. It is not going to be the same. The life that we knew 2019, going into a little bit of 20, uh, 2020, it's gone. It, it's gone. COVID isn't, COVID isn't going to go away. COVID is going to probably reemerge this fall when, when our climate gets cold and we start being indoors again. Let me put it this way. If it doesn't happen, I would be very shocked. I, you know, I think COVID is just going to be around. I think it may not be as bad as it once was, but we're still going to have people who catch it for whatever reason and, and be down with it. Yeah, yeah, just these are my personal opinions. So this is what I that I see coming. Well, you know, I'm hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope COVID is done and gone and never comes back again. And everything can can get back to normal. But from what I'm seeing, no. For one reason is I think COVID has become very politicized on both sides of the parties. I'm not going to get into the politics of that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not getting into the pol. I'm not getting into the politics of that. But that's what I believe. It's being politicized, and it doesn't help that what we've been told, and now what we're being told has changed. It it doesn't. It doesn't help. It doesn't help people who have the fear. Also, another thing I want to talk about are the mask and how what I'm going to do. Where I live, the mask mandate is, is optional now. You can wear a mask or you don't have to wear a mask. Lately, it's been really warm, nearly hot. To me, it's been very warm. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't like the cold or the cold weather anymore. So eventually I'm going to live where it's a lot warmer. I, I like it when it's like 85 and the dew point is up there. Long as I've got air conditioner now. If I didn't have an air conditioner, that might be a little different story. I breathe better. My joints move better. I feel better in general. I, 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 I like the heat. That's just me and my body. Now, pe- there's those people who have RA. They don't like the heat. They, they get really hurt. They hurt and they have really bad flare-ups. And they do better in the winter months and the colder months and the fall and the winter. So I'm the opposite. But our age just varies on the individual. Anyway, that's a rabbit note. We went down a rabbit trail. Sorry about that. But talking about masks. Like I said, I live I live in an area where masks are now, it's an option. And most of the U.S. is like that. It just varies from state and county. If you don't live, I know I have listeners that live outside of the country, of, of the United States. So let me give you some background for those who do not live in the United States. How we break it down is we go by state and then the from the state by county that you live in, the region that you live in. Now, the state that I live in, the governor is allowing the local county officials to handle the mask mandates. Finally, my county that I live in 
has decided to lift that, which I'm very surprised. I'm not getting into that, but I was very surprised when they did that. So now they've left it up to businesses, whether they're going to enforce the mask or not. So a lot of the businesses have, especially the restaurants, have lifted the mask mandate. And so now you don't have to wear a mask going into the restaurant and leaving the restaurant, which I think was kind of nutty. But I did it because I did not want to get the restaurant in trouble for not enforcing the mask mandate by the county health inspector. Now, big corporations like Walmart, everybody knows Walmart, um, Target. There's another supermarket change that's regional to my area. They, they're starting to go down south more. They're called Kroger's. They're enforcing, a lot of these stores are enforcing, the, like the corporation stores, like I just mentioned, and grocery stores. They're, they're, they're still requiring you to wear a mask. Now, they've changed it. A lot of these corporation uh, supermarkets and, and stores like Walmart, Myers, Kroger's, Target. I'm not sure about Target. I don't really shop at Target. <laughs> not really. I'm not really a Target person, but yeah. Now they're requiring you to, to wear a mask if you're not vaccinated. So they're not really enforcing. So you basically, you can go in if you're not vaccinated, not wear a mask. Now, when I go in there, I do wear a mask, especially when I go to the grocery store, because from my own past experience, from my own past experiences, if I am not wearing, if I'm going to get sick, I normally pick it up at a supermarket at a grocery store. And so I'm, when I go in there, I'm, I'm wearing a mask. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to still wear a mask after I get vaccinated or not. Now, I know this winter and fall when, when people, when the kids go back to school and it starts getting cooler, I'll definitely be wearing my mask because I can't afford to get sick. Because even if I catch a cold, a simple cold or get a sinus infection or any entire upper illness that's not related to COVID, I can't get sick because I cannot miss my Arinzia, my biologic. I can't, I can't afford to do that. So I will be wearing a mask to protect myself from not getting sick because I can't really afford to get sick. And speaking, one more, one more thing I want to, to leave off of this top topic because I'm watching my time here. One thing I think when it comes to that, I think people just need to learn to stay home. I was griping about this before COVID hit and I'm going to now continue to gripe. This is one thing where I think the health departments my local health department that I live in, and then the, and then the CDC has really missed the ball. Is regardless whether you have COVID or not, if you're not feeling well or you're fighting off something, you don't need to go to the supermarket. You need to stay home. Especially if you're running a fever, you need to stay home because that's where everybody has to go to get food. I I don't care, and and please don't tell me well I can have it delivered. Um, my, one of the local chain stores like Kroger's for delivery charge, they want, they want to add another $10. I can't afford that. And, and don't come telling me that, well, I can use the app and have it picked up and they will pick up everything. Well, for one, here's the thing. For one, I don't know the person who's picking out my food. If I do that, how they're feeling. And another thing, are they paying attention to the expiration dates? No, I'm going to go pick out my food. <laughs> my items that I need. No one else ain't going to be doing it unless I am not able to go and pick it out myself and maybe have a friend to do it. 
And most of the time now when I go to the supermarket, I just go and get my stuff and get out as fast as I can. Because I ain't dilly down. And I'm wearing a mask. It would just be easier if people would live by, if, if, you can, if a person can afford to do it, have a two-week supply. And if they get sick, just get the items that they need and get out. Because that's what I do, especially if I'm not feeling well and I got to go to the supermarket. And sometimes if I'm not, I have a family member to grow, growing and get the stuff that we need. I, I think we need to return to the days that when you were sick, you stayed home until you were better. I remember those days in my childhood. You didn't go anywhere when you were sick. You stayed home. And then throughout the years, we, we got lazy and we started started going started you know people start bringing their sick kids to the supermarket yeah i remember one time <laughs> before COVID hit i was at the supermarket and this was kid and he looked about he was a boy he looked about eight ten his mom was dragging him on and she's getting she was doing the monthly grocery shopping it looked like because her cart was full and he kept asking his mom when are we going to be done I want to go home. He got begging his mom, and you could just look at him. His cheeks were red. He was, he was sick. And he's like, I don't feel well. And the mom's like, Well, I can't help it. I was just like, Really? I was just like, I was just like, Really? You you can't help it. You have a sick child, and you're spreading all those germs, and your child looks like he's running a fever. I was like, What? I, I was like, No. Yeah, I think after that, I surely got sick. But I didn't know about the mask. You could wear a mask. I didn't know about the mask. I, I wish I would have known them a lot sooner because it would have saved me a lot of, saved me from a lot of times being sick for about a month. Yeah, that's another thing about me. If I get, like, a sometimes with a cold, I'm normally sick about two to three weeks. And sometimes, if it's really bad, about a month. What takes an average person for a week to get over it will take me about two weeks. This is one reason why I am not... This is one reason why I will be wearing a mask and going to the grocery store when it's not that busy when fall and winter returns. Because I don't want to get sick. And it would be nice if people would stay home if they're not feeling well, too. So, let me put it this way. So, if you're, let's say a person is sick and they have to go and get just the basics. Then they need to wear a mask. If your nose is running and you got allergies up the lower and you look like you've got a really bad cold, you need to wear a mask. I, I don't care if it's allergies. You need to wear a mask because I don't know what you've got. I've heard too many people tell me that they had allergies really bad and then tells me and then a couple days later, oh, I had a really, it turned into a bad cold. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. So I don't care. If your nose is running and you're sneezing and you're doing a little bit of coughing, then you need to wear a mask while you're at the grocery store or anywhere. Yeah. That's just because if we start taking care of ourselves and making sure what we've got at home, we can stop a lot of the cold and viruses. And if we need to be out and sick and, you know, sometimes you have to be out for whatever reason, you just can't stay home. Then you need to wear a mask and get in and get in and get out. I've, I've done that. Just get in and get out as fast as you can. I mean, this is, this is life after COVID. This is what we're going to have to start doing to prevent another outbreak of whatever. Like I said, the life that we knew in 2017 is, is gone. We're entering a new normal. 
we need to learn to accept that and and start adjusting and start realizing some things. I, I think it's foolish for to convince ourselves to convince. Oh yeah, everything's gonna go back. No, it it's not, not fully anyway. So anyway, all right, my friends. Well, there was like two more things I wanted to talk about, and I've run out of time in this segment. So I will continue this part next week. So anyway, so my next segment, I'm going to be talking about Superman and Lois. So I hope you'd stay tuned for the next segment. See you on the kitchen. See you on the flip side. Toodles. Alrighty, welcome back to the next segment. Today I'm going to be talking about Superman and Lois and what an incredible episode that aired Tuesday night on the CW Network called Royal Subjects. Oh my gosh, it was thrilling, exciting, eh, thrilling, exciting, same word, gripping, entertaining, and excellent character growth. Growth. Man, there was just a lot. And then the twist at the end. All right. For those who have not seen the latest episode of Royal Subjects, I suggest you pause this and come back to this segment after you watch Royal Subjects on the CW app for free. Because it's awesome. So anyway, if you continue to listen, you've been warned because... I'm definitely going to be talking about some spoilers. So let's jump right into it. All right. The Royal Subjects was just an awesome, uh, just awesome. It had fantastic writing. I loved how they edited it, made it come all together. They had two twists. One of them I, I, I seen coming. I didn't expect it this soon, but I knew that one was coming. But the other one. They kept that they kept that card close to the vest. All I got to say. They kept that information until they were ready to depose it. Now that is good. No, that's excellent writing right there. Where you don't give any hints or anything, or just a few hints here and there, but you don't drop the bombshell until you're ready. Excellent. Anyway, I, it was so good. I had to watch it the extended cut, and yeah, that was it was really good. So let's start breaking this down. All right, in the beginning of the episode, Clark goes, I don't know the, na- the nation, but he, go- he goes to somewhere in South, South America because they speak Spanish, which was really, it was really nice to see. So they go there, he goes there, and he stops the bank robbery. The details, the details in that were, were excellent. The building, the architecture, um, the signs in the building were all in Spanish. That was great. Really excellent. I mean, this was this scene was very played out, and you can see in the beginning of the scene that Clark is not feeling right. He doesn't know what's wrong with him, but he keeps pushing through, and he fights off bank robbers. Until the very end, when he's trying to deal with the ringleader of the group that's robbing the bank. Excuse me. He collapses onto the floor. He collapses onto the floor, and the guard, the the not the guard, but the ringleader, he thinks that he has finally destroyed. Superman and every and all the victims that are being held hostage think he's done and he's yelling and he's excited and he's like look what I did you know I can't speak Spanish but 
I'm going by the body reactions. So he's so he thinks that he's he's finally defeated Superman. And then lo and behold, when he turns his back and he's cheering on and Superman rises and everybody's looking in awe and they finally he finally you know, Clark finally defeats excuse me, I'm having an asthma attack, but that's alright. Mine comes in the form of yawns. Rabbit trail, let's get back. So he is, so he rises, he flies up and he, he stops, he stops all the big, you know, stops all the big robbers and talks to the security guard. And I thought it was a touching moment when the security guard asked him that he, that Clark was all right. I thought that was, that was a nice, that was a nice touch. He was not shocked. He was asking if, you know, Superman was all right, which I thought that was a nice touch. And the way that Clark responded was awesome too. I, I thought that was a powerful scene. I just thought that was a really well done scene for what, for the Vins that read, if you watched it, that, you know, read into the thing. Another scene that I thought that was foreshadowing for what was going to come is when the boys went off to school. Oh, excuse me. When the boys went off to school, when they went off to school and they got off the bus and they saw Sarah getting dropped off from their dad for her getting dropped off from her dad and then the boys and he wanted to talk to the boys and he thanked Jarden for helping out his daughter which was very nice and considerate but was very different from what we have seen because he never really cared for the for you know for Clark and his family Excuse me again. I should have took my I should took my rescue inhaler before I started. I do apologize for that. So he's like, you know, so this was like a 180, and you know, the getting thing, and even, and even Sarah said that her father had a personality change. You know, when I watched it the first time, I just kind of blew off that line, that dialogue, because she doesn't really get much care for her father at this point in time at that scene, with good reason. I didn't dismiss it. I just put it in the back of my mind and I just was wondering what is going on with that character? What's going on with, you know, with Sarah's father? Yeah, with Kyle. I had to check check names, but yeah, with Kyle. I just kind of thought that was a bit odd. So, so we have, so we, we have that. That was foreshadowing. Now, if you're, you know, if you're a writer like me and you want to know a little bit of foreshadowing, that was foreshadowing right there. That was just giving a hint that was about to come. Think about it for a minute. So anyway, then, you know, then the next, you know, then I think the next scene. Oh, I don't remember that order in the scenes, but, you know, then I think the next scene was when Jordan was after the bank robbery. But then Jordan get, you know, then we also learn about Jordan. I can't remember the scenes in order. Forgive me. You know, then, then we see Jordan and Sarah at the end of the school day, you know, getting ready for the, re- getting ready for the, re- doing the rehearsal getting ready for you know getting ready to do their performance that night for the for the for the pageant and then jordan starts sneezing and he sneezes out icicles which i thought that was awesome special effects getting ready to kiss and have that special moment and he ducks out like he's scared which he's scared he's not scared of having feelings for sarah he's scared of what was happening to him and he keeps sneezing icicles and the way he starts feeling and then, you know, he uses his thing to call his father and shows him what's going on. And, you know, Clark says, well, you've been affected. I infected you in that whole scene. That was good. Now, I think if I remember correctly now, the scene before that is Lois and Lana. Yeah, Christy, you know, are talking about what, 
Morgan Edge is up to and what's going on and the information that Lana is bringing. And Lois, and Lois tells Lana it's getting dangerous and she wants Lana to quit, but Lana wants to figure out, like Lois, exactly what's going on to her friends that she's known in Smallville, you know, most of her life. So she wants to get to the bottom of it too as well. So I, you know, I thought that was interesting. And then, then it went to, to Jordan and Sarah, you know, and then it might be the other way. I can't remember, but there was some really good scenes like, like, you know, Jordan, you know, like when then like Jonathan and Sarah talking and Sarah and, you know, Jonathan wants to date the new girl, not the new girl, but the, the girl that's been taking an interest in him, you know, he gets, you know, Sarah's warning him about her, which I thought that was interesting. You know, I kind of feel sorry. You know, I do. I, I kind of feel sorry for Jonathan. Jonathan is dealing with a lot. He's being treated like Jordan was when Jordan, you know, when they were going to school in Metropolis. Jonathan finds himself the outsider at the new, at the Smallville High School. You know, he goes ask this girl that's been kind of giving him the eye that he wants to date, you know, go on a date. And she just flat puts him down like no and, and creates up the story about well i was just feeling sorry for you blah 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 you know and i you know i wonder about that because you know sarah was warning him not to not to approach that girl and tell her she was bad news and now he gets the 180 so i'm not i kind of want to know what's up with her i i don't think that storyline is just done just yet i i think there's a lot more i think that's a new storyline developing for jonathan i like I said, I feel bad for Jonathan. He's he's given up a lot living in Smallville and, and dealing with what his parents now have to deal with. And he's just beginning to learn what's going on in the world at you know, being a high school student. And that's not and that's not easy. I just think that's a, just a fascinating storyline. Anyway, Robert Joe. So what we learn, you know, you know, what we learn from Jordan is that his powers are developing and they're getting stronger and just like his father now he is vulnerable to kryptonite which makes sense now i found it interesting that the infection from you know from the kryptonite infection affected clark differently and affected his son differently that it went straight to his lungs which i thought that was interesting because jordan is still half human you know he's you know not he's half you know, he, you know, he's still, he's still have, you know, part of him is still human as well. I'm kind of wondering after sh as the show progresses, that I wonder if he will eventually lose his human DNA and come full, um, be like his father fully. That would, that would be interesting to see. I'm just wondering, I'm just giving stuff out there, but you know, you know, now we're learning. And another thing too about this episode was because of, of what happened, they bring in uh, General Lane Lowe's father. And we're hearing a lot more about the weapons and why the weapons were built, why the weapons were designed. And, you know, his father, you know, the general was saying to, you know, when Jonathan and him had a talk that he has to take every consider, you know, he has to consider every situation that might happen and just have certain things just in case and he's right though sometimes i don't like this guy but he's right i i don't i don't like this guy but <clears throat> excuse me but he's right he is a military soldier and he has to come up with every scenario and find a way to stop it that's how the military is trained but there's all there was also a little bit of foreshadowing and he was talking about that so jonathan said jordan is his twin 
But his grandfather did say to Jonathan that him and his brother are on two different paths. And he's correct. They are. Not sure exactly how the relationship between Jonathan and Jordan is going to play out. You know, I kind of wonder in some ways if Jonathan might develop superpowers of his own. And they're just delayed. I remember the scene, you know, when he was saving his father and he picked up the hammer. And he also had that broken hand. That's another thing I noticed, too, in this episode of Will of Subjects. He was no longer wearing the cast. Just something I wanted to point out. I saw that when I watched it the second time. I watched this episode twice. And I was not surprised that Edson on his subjects tried to kill Lois and Jonathan at the house. Because they know Superman was vulnerable. I thought that was just, that was, that was a twist of itself. That was a little twist. I wasn't surprised by it. I just, it was just really good. It was a good twist and a wrong drama. It also showed too, that it was a good thing too, that General Lane had those weapons developed because he used them against the Kryptonians, their happening bodies. So I thought that was, that was, that was a piece of writing. You know, before that scene, you know, Jonathan, you know, you know, Lois and her father, they had an argument. Lois just let her father have it and just told him he wasn't welcomed back to her home once the, since once the situation was handled. She was upset, and I don't blame her for being upset about that. And then she has, you know, and then she's almost killed, and her father uses the weapons against them, against, against the threat. And now she d does 180, apologizes, and, you know, and tells. And he even admitted that she was right. And so now I think they're on better better terms, which I was glad to see. I wish it didn't have to take an event like that to open both of their eyes, but it did. I just thought that was superb writing right there. All right. Okie dokie. Now, I'm getting to the big twist. Now, who did not see Morgan Edge as a Kryptonian? Now, I watched this episode twice. He said he is from Krypton, that he came about the same time that Superman came, and he had a suit. Now, what was interesting is at the end of it, he said brother. Now, I watched this twice. The first time when I watched it, my reaction was, oh my gosh, he's Superman's older brother. All right. That was my first reaction. And I'm kind of reading, kind of still leaning on that theory. So when I watched this, the extended cut on the CW app, they showed a little bit more. So I listened to his speech and what he's saying. So I got thinking about it now. The reference of brother. Now, does he mean brother as that him and Clark are actually brothers? Or does he mean, since they're all from Kryptonian, brother as a symbolic, you know, suggestion that they are kin because they came from Krypton? And that's where they leave it. So now I'm kind of divided. Now, that was just really good. You know, all this time that Morgan's Ed has been lying in wait and digging up the kryptonite and trying to implant them in people. I mean, it's just awesome. You know, they, they played this card. Quote, I mean, they gave some hints. You know, they gave some hints throughout the thing about who he is or when he won with the crystals, which is interesting. You know, they kept this card close to the vest and then they finally reveal it. And it was, it's a game changer. You know, we were all thinking that John Henry Irons was, was the bad guy in this and he's just trying to protect earth from what happened from his version of earth from his planet and his timeline i mean we all knew that morgan edge was 
the bad guy. I mean, we all we knew, but we didn't know why. And now it's like now we know they kept us, and for good reason. It was a powerful twist and ending. And he sure knows a lot about Superman because he called him called him by his his Krypton name. So leaves me to wonder, John Henry. You know, you know, Ron Irons has kept saying that Superman is going to turn bad. Now they've been for they've been foreshadowing that his anger gets the best of him for whatever reason. We we've been seeing that, and we also seen when he's at that point of using his anger against somebody, something always brings him back. It's either his his family or it's Lois, his sons or it's or it's Lois. But something always brings him. Something always brings him back. One scene, it was actually, it um, it was his friends. It was Sarah because Sarah got kidnapped. But so, so I'm wondering now if they're now going to start down, have a f- couple more episodes where something happens, where Clark gets turned for whatever reason, and then Lois has to go and and save him because it's called Superman and Lois for a reason. So I'm wondering if they're getting ready to do the foreshadowing. This is foreshadowing. They're now getting ready to to amp up a couple more things for the season finale, for season one. And I also see, I also believe that that the stranger will return and help out Superman and Lois. So I think something something's gonna happen to Clark in the storyline. Something is gonna change him. He's gonna believe something that happened to Lois and to his family he's gonna go rogue or my other theory i've been thinking about is they capture him they capture clark they take him and they inject they put another kryptonian inside of clark's body that's another possibility i thought of too after seeing that episode and which makes him turn that's another thing i i I wonder about too or they may do another twist and they may and they may they may use lois and jonathan against Clark as well. That's another twist. So I'm not really sure. This this is one thing I like about the series. I can't say for certain this is going to happen or that's going to happen. Now I've I've named a couple of times when it's got I called it right, but you know, with this play of revealing Morgan Edge is actually from Cartonian as a game changer. So anything can happen. So we'll find out on Tuesday, won't we? Well, my friends, I'm running out of time. I don't want to keep keep talking. I could talk about the subject for another 15 minutes and I don't want to do that. So anyway, so well, I just want to thank you for listening. And as always, if you enjoyed my podcast, please share it on your favorite social media platform. I would be so grateful. Appreciate that very much. So I will catch you later. Toodles. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to today's podcast. I do very much appreciate it. Uh, please remember to, if you enjoyed any of my pa- podcasts, please, please share it on your f- favorite social media platform. Also, you can follow me on my website, alexandermars.com, also on Facebook and Twitter for the latest updates what's going on with me during the week. Now remember, spend spend time with the ones you love and have a great week, everyone. Toodles!
Hello everyone, this is your host, Alexander Mars, on this edition of Sunny Talk with me, Alexander Mars. Today I will be discussing the latest episode of Superman and Lois. So, let's get to it. Doodles! Hello everyone, this is your host, Alexander Mars, on this edition of Sunny Talk with me, Alexander Mars. Today I will be discussing the latest episode of Superman and Lois. So, let's get to it. Doodles!